Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to uh, the final episode of Season 1 of Swimming with the Fish, where tonight we're going to take a slightly different look at the holiday season. How are you this evening, Goon? A slightly different look, that's what we're calling it, huh? Uh, yeah. Just okay. a slightly different look. Okay, then. Well, I've, I've entered the Goon Bunker. I've locked down the doors and all the hatches, and I've turned on the new quiet ventilation system. Well, quiet for now, anyway. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Chief, how are you, sir? I am reviewing things so that I can jump on the cryptocurrency craze. Really? Yes. Uh, we're, we're actually, uh, since, since obviously, um, you know, we haven't gotten a sponsor yet, and as much as we try to convince Chick-fil-A to, to fund our show because we say so many nice things about them, and, and tonight so will be no different. Apparently, right, apparently bootlicking is not making the uh, effect that we had hoped for. Right. Uh, so the Chief has now moved on to uh, generating uh, value from things that don't exist, um, you know, much much like many other people in the <laughs> cryptocurrency. I, I'll be honest, folks. I, I consider myself reasonably smart, but I'm still trying to figure out how this is worth anything. But, the Chief, you, you're on top of it, right? Yeah, look, I figured if people are insane enough to buy Hillary Clinton books, then I'm going to be making a killing. <laughs> so this is going to be called Chief Coin, or, or what? It's going to be called Coin Happened. <laughs> yeah. Or is it just, or is it Chief, Chief Wampum? What, what, are we, what are we doing here? Ooh, Wampum, you really should make your own digital currency, Chief. There's, I think I, there's no reason. There's no reason. I, I can get enough from these other ones, and I will have the money to shut the both of you up and make you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I You know, this is this is a pretty big yap over here, and I'm pretty sure the goon would agree that, you know, he's he's got himself a, you know, a mighty pierogi chomping yap as well. There's going to be a lot of shove up there. I'm known to be loud. You know, no. I, as, as I told you in the office, I discovered something tonight. What was that again? You discovered? Yeah, it was very quiet. You know, because it's only a few days before Christmas, and the office was quiet. <laughs> I was there. I was there late, and uh, um, as I was typing, I realized something. I'm What's kind that? of a loud. I'm kind of a loud typer. No. Yeah, sad to say, but it's true. Are you gonna knock me over with a feather? No, I can. <laughs> yeah, okay. a feather made of cast iron and weighing two thousand pounds. Uh, all right, with a rocket engine clip to it. You you just make that money and try and silence this voice of freedom, okay? First of all, you'll have to find the bunker. That's right. Uh, no, easy. Just follow the pierogi smell. Yeah, that's true. Wafting through your very quiet ventilation system. Can can you make pierogies in a uh, in a slow cooker? Because I've been I've been making things for holiday parties with my slow cooker this week because I I can't cook that well, mm -hmm. and and they have been they've been knocking them out of the park every single time. But I haven't tried pierogies yet. What uh, what what have you made? Well, well, my favorite one was the gigantic uh, crock pot full of meatballs. Ooh, I like meatballs. It's a very what was your recipe? Okay, so you go to the store. Okay, I can do that. And you buy a great big uh, bag of uh, frozen Italian-style meatballs. I okay. chose the 64 count because I had a large group to feed. Okay. You empty the frozen meatballs into the crock pot. Uh, so far, so good. 
Okay. Then you go and get yourself a Sweet Baby Ray's Honey Barbecue Sauce. I like that. That's actually good stuff. And you dump the whole bottle over the meatballs, frozen meatballs in a crock pot. This sounds so um, not difficult. Stir with a wooden spoon. Does it have to be wooden? I used a wooden one. I've got no idea. Plastic or metal probably be okay. I have titanium. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing that'll work. Uh, You uh, turn the crock pot on low for three hours. What do you do during the three hours? Nothing. Whatever you want. That'll work for you. (laughs) Whatever you want. Just don't don't touch the meatballs. So you're an expert at this, is what you're saying. Oh, man. I... uh, it, it didn't even, and I thought this is never going to work. They're either going to, you know, suck, and nobody's going to eat them, or they're just going to be everybody's already had them. And you'll be forced to bring home sixty-four meatballs, you poor guy. Right, full of full of sugar-laden barbecue sauce, which probably isn't the best thing for me. Oh, what they, is that? They didn't even survive the first round through the buffet. Oh wow, nice. I mean, it was just gone. I think I got one. <laughs> You think. You're, what you're did not, I do so right? You're not sure if you get... See, I don't make that much. I know when I've eaten something. In fact, my stomach is still telling me that I may have, may or may not have had too many cookies. Yeah, our office was chock full of cookies. Or, or cookie full of chocolate. Or, or We had a lot of sweets today. It was not, not we, a good thing. We had an Italian buffet from Chipperelli's. Oh sure, and and thanks for telling us now. Uh, if you, mm-hmm. if I'd wanted you mm-hmm. to come, I would have told you days ago. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. You're, there you're you quite go. you're quite welcome. You're wow. quite welcome. I am a conservative, so I, I try to be honest. Yeah, achieve, twelve bucks ahead. You, you turn and around slowly. Food. I might be able to get that javelin out of your back. <laughs> you should duck and weave, man. <laughs> Wow. Well, this obviously, is, obviously, is, the goon is in the holiday spirit to which we are pointing our show tonight. Ho, ho, ho! Hey, now, hey, come on now. I'm telling you, Hose my neighbor has okay. my neighbor has ho, ho, ho in big giant lights on the roof of his home. He runs a brothel. Is he pointing to a particular person? <laughs> is there an I, arrow? I did say. I did say one of the one of the O's is uh, only partially illuminated, and I did point out to him that one of his O's didn't look too good. Everyone laughed. wearing felt hats. That's you know with a little fedora looking thing. Our uh, our friend at work, the uh, sharply dressed man. <laughs> yes. So he came in yesterday wearing. An overly large baseball jersey and a bright green baseball cap with the words "boss" written in glitter on it, with the two S's as dollar signs. Ah, uh, wow. yes. It was. It was. It was beautiful. It was highly inappropriate. <laughs> he, he came over to speak with me about some work-related matters, and I found I, I could not trust myself to speak. <laughs> I'm going to stare at my monitor right now and quietly converse with you with my back to you because I can't look at you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, he is a uh, a man who just uh, marches to the beat of some different drummer there. And a very nice man to boot. He is. He is. He's a nice man. And he's honest. 
Yes, he is. His his sartorial expertise sometimes <laughs> is uh, is is from some other I don't know dimension. Yeah, but still, he's at least as entertaining as we are, maybe more. Oh, son, you're looking to get rid of me. I know. <laughs> well, he's around your age, so <laughs> the demographic fits. Wow, one year older than God's parents. And let's be honest, Chief would like him better. There's that. There's that. No one was going to say anything. Why did you ruin it? <laughs> what? Well, now, just, now, now that we're the bank, yeah, yeah, we're we're going down this, you know, you know downward spiral, you know, you know, doom and gloom. Where I live. well, the world, the world ended today, right? Oh, that's right. I totally forgot. Yes, for the, what's the third time in about a month? Absolutely. Right. You know, because the world is. You know, I've lost track of how many times I've lost my life. I lost it when the Kyoto Protocols got re- reneged. I lost it when um, we recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Uh, I think I lost it. Uh, well, I definitely lost it today when they signed the tax bill. I mean, just you know. Gosh, you may have lost like something, but you're, but you're going to get some money back. You know, I heard that somewhere. But then again, according to the to the Democrats, it's it's all going to really rich people, which is not me. Much. Maybe it is. Maybe it is us, and we just don't know any better. Well, well I, maybe trans, this is trans financial. Okay, you are. That's rich. right. Don't that's let right. anyone exactly. else tell you that you're not. That's right. That's right. Because if they do, they're racist. <laughs> they're racist. That's right. And they fell into a can. What was that? Oh, that was my <laughs> knee hitting something. Sorry about that. Are you okay? Well, I was I, I was going to cover and say that somebody fell into one of the man traps outside the bunker. but <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it has to do with my leg, which is still not uh, all the way recovered. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed last week's episode, uh, the, uh, the chief had a uh, serious leg injury, um, mostly self-inflicted, um, and we're... we're looking forward to the day when he can walk forward and straight without any kind of shuffle or limp in his gait. Did you uh, participate? Did you participate in Taekwondo yesterday? I was there and I noticed that you were not. Mm. That's true, I was not. Where were you? He was with the goon child. I was Christmas shopping with the goon child because she invited me to do so. And, uh, we weren't back in time for class, and while class is very important to me, time with the goon child is also very important to me, and I deemed that that was the higher priority. So, so question for you: Does the goon child pull the uh, the same stunt that the crutch child does, and goes, uh, "Hey, let's go out shopping," and then uh, conveniently forgets their wallet? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. Yes, yeah, I don't yeah, have I'm, that problem. <laughs> you never take your kids out shopping. That's not the true. Good- the goon huh? child shocked uh, the the uh, the chief's offspring because she's she's kind of rude to me in public. Oh. something that they probably would have gotten you know shot for. Shot across the room. Yeah, we we have the you know that old tradition of you, you talk to me like that, and you will be u- utilizing every self defense move that you have learned <laughs> over your lifetime, <laughs> and, and you will be eating soup for the next week. It was 
when I did that when I was young, it was an indication to my parents that I wished for a brief period of unconsciousness. <laughs> and they granted that <laughs> wish, right? Indeed. Because they were wish-granting kind of people. So Especially thoughtful. during the cheery holiday season. <laughs> Don't you miss the good old days? I do. All the screaming. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so, so while we're on the subject of the holidays, uh, as uh, the calendar tells me, I've got five days until Christmas. Luckily, all of my Christmas shopping is done. Yay. Um, but we wanted, to <clears throat> we wanted to end the year on sort of a, a different take on the, the general frivolity that goes on with Christmas. Um, so we decided we're going to take a stab at some of the, the classic stories and, and, uh, and uh, features that you find during the holiday season. And I thought, while I personally do not consider either the chief or the goon to be in any way, shape, or form any likeness thereof of Ebenezer Scrooge, I thought it would be kind of interesting to ask a question like, Okay, so to that, not that you're Scrooge, but if you were visited by one of the Christmas spirits, which one would it be and why? So, Goon, here you are. You're woken up in the middle of the night, and you're visited by the Christmas spirit, or the spirit of Christmas. You know, I think Christmas present. Okay. Why? Exactly well, why. I... I truly enjoy Christmas. I enjoy all the preparation for it. I mean, right about now I'm getting flustered because I'm not caught up and I have my my life with little uh, anally retentive checklists and things and I'm behind. Um, but I, I mean, for me, the holiday season started with when we would get all the uh, uh, ornaments down from the attic and there was this sort of unique aroma coming from uh, all those Christmas, uh, all those ornaments that were stored upstairs with evergreen boughs for years and years that, mm-hmm. and, and we had an electric, a Lionel electric train that we put up, and it was, man when I was a kid, that was awesome oh, yeah. I, I like living in the moment, I love seeing the Christmas lights come up, seeing the decorations in the store i rather we didn't do that right after, um, you know Halloween, but but I, I, I enjoy the moment. I enjoy the meal. Okay, okay <laughs> rather, rather a lot. <laughs> Christmas, I agree on the meal, yeah. Christmas Eve's past. Uh, uh, Christmas Eve dinner was at Grandma's house with lots and lots of ethnic Polish food. Mm. I can I enjoy pers- that. Yeah, I personally, um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Christmas past because I need to go to a particular Christmas some, oh god, I think it's been now ten years ago when we first started getting these weird just very strange Christmas gifts and no one knows how or where they're coming from every family gets one the names on the tags are written wrong like the people don't know who we are and they're the ugliest, kitschiest like trashiest Chotsky sign of things, but they're always like, there'd be a theme every year. Like, you know, everybody got weird statues for your mantle one year, and then another year, everybody got strange um, dish pan, or dish holders, you know, hot plate holders, and they're the ugliest things you would, you would never be caught dead with. And it's been going on for like a decade now. 
And we just we go down to my in-laws for Christmas Eve and a big tree, presents for everybody, and somebody will pull up these presents and go, it's here. And nobody knows how the present got under the tree, and it's driving us all nuts. And it started about a decade ago. So I would like to go back to that Christmas and like put a camera on the, on the tree and figure out who it is that's doing it because they're driving me nuts. Nice. Now me, I would have to say future because there hasn't really been what you would consider a traditional Christmas. I think the closest we had was when I was with family in Vegas. And other than that... Christmas in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. a good story. That, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already watching this. Well, all the family was alive, which is different than what I can say now. And it, it actually was... Uh, kind of depressing because it was around the anniversary of when one of my aunts hung herself so that's that's never nice but you know that's th- 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 there aren't a lot of happy memories <laughs> that I can pull from I was I was also thinking of uh, Christmas past but for all of us who who watch glory it would be more like the the, the final battle no the <laughs> Good. The ghost would just be, you know, staring at me as Denzel after he was caught looking for shoes when he was getting whipped, and he just out of the side of his, uh, you know, eye staring at the uh, general as tears came down, like, you know, I'm I'm trying to help you, and this is what I'm getting. So that that would be my experience. I I don't know where to go after that. <laughs> So, that is um, well, we we I'm, certainly I'm, hope you have I'm, a I'm, happy I'm, Christmas this year. Indeed, because I'm feeling bad for you now. Now, <laughs> you, you mean before wasn't it enough? I <laughs> listen. I'll run over to I'll run over to Chick Fil A and get you some food and bring it over to your house. Okay. Oh, I can always use some of God's God, chicken. God's chicken. Yeah. I hope you're listening, uh, Mister Cafe, CEO oh, yeah. of Chick Fil A. Yeah, we, we actually do have to give out props. Um, as, as you might have known, uh, last Sunday, was it? Yeah, last Sunday, the uh, airport in Atlanta, Hartsfield Airport, is it? Hartsfield-Jackson Airport, yep. Thank you. Might be Jackson-Hartsfield, I don't remember. It's probably like Dallas-Fort Worth and Fort Worth-Dallas, depending on what side you leave, that has a different name. Did you know that? I did not. Neither did go. I. There you go. Um, yeah, I found that out one time trying to, you know, talk to somebody and they're like, no, that that's the wrong name. And I'm like, is this a sign? No, you're at the wrong end. Oh, okay. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, so they lost power. Uh, turns out they had a fire in one of their power distribution units, which somehow um, the backup units got affected. So, you know, <laughs> your redundancy, redundancy ended up redundancy on fire. And it's not terrorist related. It's not terrorist related. It <laughs> it's is amazing not. how fast they come out with that phrase. You know, I'm like, You'll tell us it'll take weeks to determine if it is, but you can take about seven seconds to tell us it isn't. Hmm. Okay. And, and for the first couple hours, we don't know why the power went out. Then after a couple hours, we don't know why the power went out. Might have had something to do with a fire in an underground facility. <laughs> oh, really? I'm sure it was just a coincidence. <laughs> really? What's in that facility? Ah, uh, nothing much. Just some electrical equipment. Why? <laughs> do 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 but yeah, so uh, park, eleven hours of, uh, of darkness and not being able to do anything. Front should have told you. Yeah, 
But the uh, the good folks at Chick-fil-A, led by their very own CEO, um, came to work on a Sunday, which if you're a big fan of, you know, God's Chicken, you know is an odd thing. Um, made up 2,000 meals, I believe it was. I believe that's what I read, yes. And uh, delivered them to the airport, which uh, was, I'm sure, a, a great treat by well, all well, there who can actually say, I ate Chick-fil-A, fresh Chick-fil-A, on a Sunday. Actually, they evacuated people to the Georgia Convention Center in downtown Atlanta, and they got all the people that were at the airport that were going to have to be there overnight, got them over to the Convention Center, and put up cots and put them oh, all and there. That's, and that's where the food was? Oh, yeah, because there was, like, no power at the airport, you know, oh, to point. distribute the food. And and the CEO himself yeah. was on the serving line. It's either David or Dan Cathay. I, I, I don't recall which. That's I'm okay. sorry. Sure. Sorry for not remembering your name, sir. I, I deeply apologize. <laughs> well, preps to or props to the um, to the to God's chicken. And uh, seriously, folks, we'll just keep pushing until they eventually come by and say, "Hey, we need to sponsor this show," um, because we're shameless that way. But um, that would require them to listen first. I, well, I, I eat your food every day, folks. We're we're, we're working on that. We're, we're trying our hardest to be the best we can be, Chief. Just saying. Anyway, so the Chief um, had an interesting point. Um, I I was wondering, because, you know, Chief is our resident prepper. He is the man who will, of the three of us, survive the longest after the coming apocalypse being driven by, you know, the tax cuts and all. He'll be dragging our lifeless bodies for food for to feed his family behind him. No. No. <laughs> I would not do <laughs> <laughs> we, we might feed the zombies that will be knocking on the door, you know, in an effort to keep them off, you know, the door. Because, you know, That's everybody, else will be a can- yeah, everybody else will be a cannibal. They'll just, you know, mount us Ooh. on the front door and say, you know, have at it. This is a visual. A, that does not sound like fun. <laughs> Back to our Christmas show. <laughs> um, oh, 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 oh. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> wow. Nicely done. Nicely done. But anyway, um, so, you know, I, I did pose this question for our resident prepper. So if a fat white guy, you know, snuck into your house through the chimney, what would be your reaction? And uh, so, so, Chief, what do you think? <clears throat> All right. So if this thing did happen, it depends on the timing of it because... As I remember, there were stories of... Because I wouldn't know they came from the chimney. I hear a noise downstairs, and, you know, there's a there's a huge shadow. And it's a fat white dude in my house. Yeah. And and so... There's That's the, a definite sign there's something's wrong. So I'm just saying. As, as with all uh, citizens who are responsible, the, mm-hmm. the first shell in the shotgun is the warning. It's usually bird shot pellet something like that the the second one means business so Mm -hmm. if he doesn't go down and identify himself after the first shot then (laughs) I won't have to worry because the second shot it's all over and now I'm calling the authorities and we've cancelled Christmas (laughs) (laughs) but you know I was thinking for so we're thinking you're at your house it would be ho ho blam (laughs) Well, I, I mean, if he's calling me a hoe, then, then he's got other problems as well, okay? Ho, ho, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 
I was I was thinking why <laughs> if if we're going mythical yeah, and we're talking why not? and because you I believe it was you two that said that Santa Claus is an elf. Correct? Well the the story Her, that Santa Claus is jolly good elf. Santa is an elf, that's right. Alright, so Black Santa would be what? A blouse? No, he would be a drow. And what is oh a dark Lord. elf? <laughs> He's a dark elf. <laughs> so so now now They're you're evil. saying that yeah, now you're saying that he's coming now we're going into the Krampus territory where you oh, know geez. he's That he, was on TV again. That's 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 a scary story. I'm gonna tell you right now. He's coming to steal the kids and eat yeah. them. He's not gonna have much of a meal with mine. Well I'm, uh, I'm look I'm looking at the picture of your Santa that you sent to both of us, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'll, we'll see. I'll be I'll be posting that on the website. So th- that that is that is, you know Gun choking Santa. <laughs> no, that's that's hood claws, you know, that's that's when he's going through the chimney, it's because he intends to take things <laughs> away. And he's probably not gonna come through the chimney, he's gonna come through a window. Taking all the presents, <laughs> leaving nothing but gun smoke. Well, that's only if you if you engage. Because, you know, Hood Santa is trying to he's trying to get out and he he's just leaves, trying to make a lip. He leaves during the day because they have their high beams on at night. So, you know, he, he thinks ahead. Okay. And he knows, and he knows you're working. <laughs> and I, I, I'm pretty sure that we should, uh, we should also include, you know, a, f- a few good Christmas carols just on, <laughs> on the site. Because that, we, we that made that, my day. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, that is a, uh, that is a YouTube rendition that, um, best i'm just not going to explain ahead of time folks just click on the link and you will uh, very much enjoy it and what are the odds that goon actually looked at it did, did you watch it goon the youtube that you sent yes the one that is in uh, uh link number three no the email the one titled a few good christmas stories i looked at the Photo. Oops. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> that would be a no. <laughs> for that would be a no. Negatory <laughs> and a discontinued obligation. Yes. You know. You know. I'm very disappointed in myself because I I read everything else. You and you clearly <laughs> I said gonna, I was going to shove that right down your throats today too. That was, <laughs> was going to be fun. <laughs> and then again, no. Yeah. So um. So I those... even read the ABC News story. <laughs> wow. Who are you, and what have you done with the goon? Apparently not hold that on, much. Hold, on, hold <laughs> on, I'm looking for the email. Uh, it would be at 10.55 a.m. Uh, this is uh, behind the scenes on Swimming with the Fish. Yes, yes folks, we use Gmail mostly uh, over here uh, to transmit very vital, important information prior to the start of the show. Seeing as how we're now about 29 minutes into the show... <laughs> The goon is still looking for what he's doing. The goon is doing what the goon does best, and that is, I don't know what we're talking about. You know, I read all the other damn stories, okay? Uh, Yes, I found found it. No, I did not read it. You may continue with your harassment. Well, I didn't need your permission. I'm pretty sure the chief was going to continue whether you liked it or not, Goon. I'm telling you, this is harassment. No, it's a wonderful life. 
you better be sending me money. <laughs> you know, that's true. Because, you know, he is transfinancial. Um, yeah, so, um, so... <laughs> Okay. It, looks, it looks like you see it now. So, so, so the coon is now watching it while we're doing the show. You let us know when you're done. I'm just going to sit here and hum Oh Holy Night or something. You, you, were doing, you were doing that earlier before we started, and I almost could not contain myself. By the way, I've never heard that song hummed in so many keys, sometimes simultaneously. How do you do that? Uh, yeah, some of us are not professionals. We just enjoy singing. Is that oh, what you call? It? But it's nice. It's nice to know that the you know professional singers have such a low opinion of lay people. But think that's okay. You know. No, it's not lay people. Oh. Not lay people. <laughs> just you. Just me. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> well, you know, maybe things would be different if I never existed. I actually know things would be different if I never existed. And that was actually one of our topics tonight. How would, um, you know, do that whole, it's a wonderful life, or uh, what is it, the, it's a bundleful life? That it's a wonderful, the, perhaps a wonderful the, the best Christmas sitcom ever written, perhaps. <laughs> Absolutely. That was, um, oh, name escapes me. Alistair Bundy in NWC. <laughs> no, what was the name of the uh, the guy that played the angel? Sam Kennison. And yes. and and he has his the own late, uh, documentary Sam. going on right now. What right now? Right now? Yeah. Sam watching Kennison? TV? Yes. You are watching TV while we're recording. No, the show? no. I, oh. no. It was on yesterday, saying that it's going. Oh. It, it was going through his history, and <laughs> and Rodney Dangerfield uh, introduced him, and he pointed out one guy. And he just started yelling at him. <laughs> I was like, I I did not realize this man was that high strong. <laughs> that's 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 putting it mildly. But you know, he got that he got those vocal chops from. Uh, he was a preacher or a preacher's kid or both. Uh, maybe both. Yeah, I think he was a preacher's kid and was going to follow in dad's footsteps, and then realized he really just wasn't meant to do the Lord's work. So he I, just uh, found a way to do it in a different way. The first time I saw him, he was telling jokes about the famine in Ethiopia and yelling at the Ethiopians to move where the food is. <laughs> he goes, look, look, grab a handful of that stuff at your feet. Do you see what it is? It's sand! Do you know what it'll be in a million years? Sand! Move, move where the food is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I like this guy. That's um that's that's a story that uh, that's a link that we'll also be including in uh, in tonight's uh, show notes. But, so um, so if you were never here, Crutch, if I was never here, Clarence the Angel came to you and said, "All right, you get your wish. Let's go see what it's like without Crutch. What would happen? First of all, this show would be a duet. Actually, this show would not exist because without him, I would not have met you. That's mm-hmm. true." So this is all my fault. Oh, a hundred percent. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling my my life's worth just shrinking, <laughs> shrinking, kind of like uh, rubles. I don't know. Um, actually, I know for a fact that there are six individuals who would not be here, and uh, five of them are not mine. <laughs> my kid wouldn't be here, but I happen to know five kids that also wouldn't be here because their parents met at my wedding, which wouldn't have happened. 
and I can't see how the two people who got married would have even run into each other. Now, the chief and I have actually talked about this in the past, and he's convinced that God would have found a way, <clears throat> which might be true. Um, no, the uh, the groomsman of that, uh, well, the husband of that marriage uh, was a co-worker of mine, and the wife is a roommate of my wife's. So they met at the reception, and... Um, he was a perpetual bachelor. Big fan of Notre Dame football. Would go back to South Bend, Indiana for every Notre Dame home game. And hey, no, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it turns out, my, my wedding was on a home game day. So he said, you know, I'd love to come to your wedding. But, you know, it's a home game. And I said, I totally understand this. And at the last minute, he changed his mind. And I said, well, okay, I, you know, no offense. But, you know, I've got a seat for you. But you're not going to be part of the wedding party. Which is fine. He says, this is great. So he did show up, and um, you know I saw him there. And thanks for showing up. I really appreciate you coming. Um, the lady in question was actually one of the bridesmaids. So uh, fast forward, wedding's over. I'm now at my brand new in-laws' house, which is about two miles away. As we're changing to switch cars and go off on our on our honeymoon, and all the bridesmaids and groomsmen are all parked there as well, and changing. And and this individual's there, and I'm like, uh, dude, are you are you lost? He says. No, I'm here with one of the bridesmaids, and I'm quickly going through the list because about three quarters of them were married, and I thought mm, that could be awkward. <clears throat> and he says, "Well, who is it with?" And I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh," because whereas the gentleman is a perpetual bachelor, the young lady was uh, she was always pre-wed in college, and um, lovely, lovely girl. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's actually because of her I met my wife, so it all kind of worked out. You saying uh, she went to college for an MRS degree? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. You know, but she's she has a she has a career of her own, and she's you know doing quite nicely. Um, but they got together, and uh, they have five kids. And uh, I'm not saying it's my fault, but you know, probably involved in some you know long, strawn out you know seven degrees of freedom kind of thing. It's your fault. Uh, let me just help you with that, okay? Okay. So let's see. The show being here is my fault. Uh, six more people adding to the population to the surplus population are my fault. Yes. How about you, Chief? What would be different if you weren't here? If I were not here, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, America would be in tatters because <laughs> I. Wow. The I took. <laughs> Here's the world rotating around the chief. The <laughs> linchpin of the entire free society. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in the presence of awesome. I took off the market an international assassin. Oh, well, there's that. (laughs) And brought her here to to work for the good guys. And if I had not done so, then I can only imagine how the talents would have been used overseas. Imagine who she probably could have taken out by now. Yeah, see, the, the Ogrim wouldn't exist either, and... And I don't know how they would not be enriching other people's lives. I, I uh, certainly find them enriching. I as well. They're, I they're wonderful th- offspring. They're a credit to your race. <laughs> there's both of them. There's a uh, both races. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, there's more than just two, but who's counting? <laughs> but there is. I do have a a story much like yours. I went. I grew up with uh, one person who I also went to school with, 
and uh, my roommate at the time was another person that I went to high school with and I introduced them and uh, when my roommate moved out we all remained friends and he went over to his house once and he got a uh, my old roommate got a new roommate who happened to be a female and my <laughs> friend found that person attractive they are married with two kids now so wow. without me they wouldn't exist either Wow. There's a lot of life-affirming stories here. Goon, how about you? Well, a lot of my friends from high school and college wouldn't have had a great house to go to to have parties. Oh, so you were the place to be. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, my mother uh, worked third shift as a nurse while I was in high school and college. Uh, and uh, that made and, and we had a, a basement room with a bar in it. As many people did in the 70s and 80s. Panel walls? Uh, yes, barn board paneling, no doubt. This was, this was fancy schmancy. Hoity toity. And the rule was... Shake you can't, carpet? Uh, no, it was actually that industrial grade kind of thin carpet that's easy to clean. Oh, well, that's that turned out good. That turned out to be an excellent choice. <laughs> that's a godsend right there. <laughs> Dimmable lights. Ooh, ooh. Nice, nice stereo system. Seven uh, it's in heaven. And the rule was, <laughs> um, put your keys in the uh, in the little wicker basket when you come in. Leave with the one that brung you. One of us will decide. <laughs> someone will decide whether you can drive or not. You're welcome to sleep here, even have breakfast, but we got to clean up before mom gets home. Mm-hmm. Um, Did she never ever find out? She knew about the party. She said, as long as nobody drives away drunk... Remember, also, I should point out that back then the drinking age was 18. Well, there's that, too. I really enjoy that part of my life. So, yeah, she knew, but we didn't wreck her house, and so we were able to have these parties over and over and over. And then I met uh, the hurricane, and the parties were over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not really her fault. It was mostly because, you know, we moved from uh, from New England to Maryland. So, my condolences. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I moved from Connecticut, where all their the biggest cities are going bankrupt. So, oh, if you thought they were going bankrupt before, <laughs> oh my goodness. So, oh, oh, do do tell. So, uh, uh, the the. Senators and congressmen slash women. People. Congress people. Yes, the the congressional, you know, representatives. How about that? Right. They, they have stated that their biggest fear now is that since you can no longer deduct estate taxes, that the rich would move to places where they were not taking ten million dollar hits. Which is what they averaged out. Uh, the deductions were, were going to increase their their tax liability. And you know, I got to tell you, folks. Um, I you know I I never really thought about it because, as most people, I always take the deduction of my state and local taxes. Well, my tax guy does that on my federal taxes, and I it, it never occurred to me that this is a great way to force the federal government 
to pay for things that that states don't want to pay for. They just raise the taxes on their own people and say, oh, but you can write it off on your federal taxes. So it's the money just transfers right from the federal coffer right into the state coffer. And I like, you know, I live, we live in a state that does this. We're, we're going to see, uh, you know, an adverse effect from this. But I think, you know, it's about time. In fact, there's actually a cap. It's not completely zero. It's temp to $10,000. You mean we might not get the purple line? Oh, no, it, that's, that's already signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, which is to say they've already spent the money, but you're never actually going to get the purple line. Well, well that's, that's good because we don't need it. They, uh, <laughs> the, Why would needing something have any bearing on whether or not you get it? The three yeah. years that it took for the environmental study are now over. And unless mm-hmm. the people take it up to the Supreme Court, which is the last court that they could go to, it will go through. And we'll have a light boondoggle r- with more than two O's. <laughs> and we'll have a light rail from one rich area to another rich area. Isn't that awesome? Because you know, rich people don't have cars. Oh wait. No, yeah, I mean they're on public transit. Um, yeah, never. It, it'll end up being... Be, <laughs> they'll end up taking all the cars and turning them into, into kitschy little uh, quaint restaurants. Yeah. You realize when we get autonomous cars, public transit is doomed anyway. Uh, I'm hoping we get them before I have to teach my son to drive. Yeah, let's not think about that right now, okay? What, them driving? Any, any of the things that you just said. Uh, autonomous oh. cars? Keep going. And your children. Okay, okay, let's go back to our Christmas theme then. Because <laughs> children, autonomous cars, well, I'm sorry, your kid driving autonomous right. cars, <laughs> the purple line. Oh, uh, but those are all wonderful things. Anyway, so I, I that's that's wonderful. But, um, the, you know, there's there's been a, a trend lately. You know, um, we've had our fun and games with snowflakes and, uh, and people who find themselves perpetually um, upset and intolerant of one thing or another um one of the things i noticed in the news not really in the news but in stories you know around the holiday is this desire to take old stories of holiday flair um and apply social justice norms to them and basically you know wet blanket them completely and um the two big ones which i thought was you know, just ridiculous. Um, there's a discussion actually going out on the internet, and I've got a link I'll put up on the show. I don't recommend reading it because, frankly, I don't care about these people's opinions. But the discussion... <laughs> don't, don't hold back, brother. <laughs> well, the discussion was whether or not Santa is a bully on how he treated Rudolph. Forgetting the fact that, of course, both of these... Well, one's a mythical creature, and the other one was a creature generated by a department store. So... You know, on the one hand, I don't care. It's a story. You know, you could treat it as an allegory. But you to mean sit there's, down, a di- there's a difference between stories and reality? Who knew? I guess. And and when you sit down, I'll tell you the story about stories and the reality about realities. Okay. Woohoo! But, okay, um, yeah, so seriously, um, you know, anybody who's ever read or listened to the song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, okay, so... He uh, had a very shiny nose, and people picked on him for it. And then later on, they realized that it was of value, and they treated him differently. Yes, we understand how that all plays out. 
And if you were to apply that to a disabled or disadvantaged or different in some way, shape, or form child, this would be a horrible thing to do, and all the people would be bullies, and they all should go to counseling, blah, blah, blah. However, it's a, a mythical guy and a commercially driven reindeer. N you know, like, it's just a story. Enjoy the story. Enjoy the campy music. You know, they, they, they had to go into the, the island of misfit toys. Oh, the word misfit is said 27 times in the thing. And I'm like, you know what? Some people are misfits. I grew yeah. up with a bunch of people who were misfits. I was one of them. And me, in me hindsight, too. I'm proud. <laughs> Something to hold my head up about. Exactly. I am the water pistol. With my humpback shoulder, jelly. you know. <laughs> what? That's one of the back. misfit. That's one of the misfit toys. A water pistol that shoots jelly. Right. That's uh, why he's. These, these stores stories are lost on me. You never By watch the, any of the Rankin Bass stop motion animation holiday feature stories like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and and Frosty the Snowman and all those you're, things. You're without a Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town. Did did so, any of did any of the elves wear hijab? Mm, uh, no. Okay. I don't think so. so, so I don't think it would have been in the realm of stuff we were watching at the time. We, you know, it may have been on the TV, and I just didn't pay attention to it, or it may have been that I was too young to remember. Okay. Well, as uh, far as I know, you are now an adult and free to watch anything on God's cable. By the way, what what's the name of the professor that had all these wonderful ideas? Oh goodness, I don't know. the 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 dude was from Long Island University. Long Island University, yeah. George Giuliani. I wonder what kind of last name that is. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! Wait, wait a second. It sounds Italian. Why do you ask? I'm just saying. Just pointing it out. That's are all. are you are you casting aspersions on everyone from the fair booted country? Just sir? George. Just George Giuliani. He's, he's making um, an observation. It's all no, just an observation. He's, he's making an inference. <laughs> he, that's, he's that's he's true, trying to draw me into a conflict, and I don't feel like being conflicted today. I was I'm hoping. I was hope, I was hoping you were going to say, "Are you implying?" So I could say. No, I'm inferring. You're implying. I'm sorry. I totally ruined it for you, didn't I? It, it's okay. I'm fine. Just saying he's Italian. Think it through. Good point. Well, I'm Italian. I, I don't think. Ooh! So then the guy goes on to actually ruin Charlie Brown Christmas and the Grinch, too. And And at that point, I was like, you know, he's like, you know, don't just enjoy them as stories for the Christmas. You should have discussions with your children about that. And I thought to myself... No, I'm going to just watch them and then go. Okay, well, I watched them this year and turn on, you know, a football game. Most likely college. I see, and I notice in our show notes, you uh, sent a little message to uh, Professor Giuliani. Yeah, it was a little two-word message. It was. Just it, bite, it was. Bite me. <laughs> That's right. And uh, 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 Chief. Yes. I have learned this week that. Uh, our, our fair co-host has a, a habit of doing this. This isn't the first time he's used language like that. No. Me? It is. Yeah, yeah. Me? Well, you know, uh, Goonchild was uh, complaining about the uh, food 
and the uh, serving hours at her uh, cafeteria at her school. Really? Them closing early and such. And I, uh, I have some experience in that. Indeed you do. <laughs> uh, judging by the article you sent, uh, dated in 1983. Yes, I am The year Hurricane and I got married. Oh, I'm not that old. <laughs> yeah, shut up. <laughs> And uh, um, a one-year uh, difference. The best quote I have from you in this article is, "It's bullshit." <laughs> well, that's true. I uh, I did in fact say that, and it was um, to relay the story in a synopsis form since I lived it. Um, I was at the University of Maryland. I was in a dormitory, and there are three dorms. Each of these three sets of dorms has their own uh, cafeteria. And the Saturday hours basically were from 4.30 to 7 for dinner. And, and they, uh, those were published, so you knew when they were? Exactly. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So it's Saturday, and, and the University of Maryland is having a uh, an away game. And it's a very, very important game. And as it turns out, by gosh, University of Maryland won, yay team. So it's about 6.30, and basically three buildings worth of football fans pile out having watched a successful win on the visitor game down to the cafeteria only to find that the cafeteria has decided to close 30 minutes early this does not go over well with very hungry very uh, amped up football fans and uh, after uh, quite a bit of uh, yelling back and forth um, we kind of bum rushed the door and just went in And <clears throat> I personally only ate from the salad bar since that was what was out However, there were people who went back into the kitchen and were literally taking food off the grill as it was being cooked, which you might think to yourself, well, wait a second, Crutch, did you just say that they were closing? I said, yes, yes, I did say that, because uh, one of my uh, classmates actually came back with a plate of chicken nuggets, and I looked at the menu. Now, mind you, this is Saturday, and as it turns out, they weren't planning to serve chicken nuggets until Wednesday, so now you know... (laughs) when you're eating that fine food at your local college cafeteria it may have been cooked oh four or five days beforehand so so basically you didn't really do anything wrong you would say you're just uh uh, you organized and agitated i was participated i was not an organizer and then i merely happened to be the only person who was stupid enough to talk to the reporter from the diamondback which would be Uh. the university of maryland school newspaper I was, in go- fact, I was going to say mouthpiece. I was going to use actually, that word. <laughs> actually give his real name, uh, even after we had been informed that the campus police uh, were, had been called. Uh, needless to say, we um, disappeared prior to their arrival. Um, so, if anything, they but, only had my name. <clears throat> ah! Um, yeah. You know, I would say that for our uh, our friend, the community organizer, Chief. Yes. I think we need to buy him a beret for Christmas. <laughs> Only if you want to know what it tastes like. Well, we'll put, in that case, I'm, I'm going to have to stencil acorn on it, too. <laughs> nice, nice. I've got some people that live in a mansion in D.C. that you can talk to, learn all about community organizing. Oh, you know, awesome. learn things like don't, don't, don't leave your name. Yeah, yeah, well, well, I was, um, I was young and stupid, as, uh, as we all were at that time. And um, and uh, I certainly learned that lesson. Now I no longer use my name. 
and neither do you, and neither does the chief. Yes, that's that's true. <laughs> that's that's um, why we and, do and this. Speaking this way. of organizing, mm-hmm. did Santa's elves be unionized? <sighs> you know, this question comes up almost every year, and usually it's driven by some union thug. Um, I personally will be taking management side on this issue because um, I was reading through some of the articles, and I and I found an article from Al Jazeera which suggested that they should be unionized. And as soon as I saw that I was on the opposite side from Al Jazeera, I knew I was right. <laughs> Just, well, well, you seem to have taken all the steam out of my argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, on the one hand, I totally get, oh my God, they're horrible living conditions and they have to work all year long and blah, blah, blah. Hey, they and get I'm thinking myself, huh? They get well, cocoa? They get room and board. Yep. Right, um, you know, we we know from one of the shows they get dental care. You know? Right, from Hermie. Um, from Hermie, exactly. <laughs> We're going to go down that route, you know. Um, and you know, do you know any other business other than, say, you know, God's Chicken uh, last Sunday, where the CEO of the business is the guy who transports all of the product everywhere? I mean, you know, if they get unionized, my first suggestion was, hey, we're going to build about a million little sleds. Right, and we're going to go clone a bunch of reindeer, and you all can take the high road and you know be out in the cold all night and instead be, of you know inside nice with the warm cocoa. I'm just saying, shimmy in your tiny little behinds down those hot chimneys. That's right, fair is fair, Bunky. Now, how do you know? Because all you see from the pictures is he's covered with white powdery substance all around him, and you <laughs> just stating. You know, this man is pushing product worldwide, okay? Are you <laughs> suggesting that Santa Claus is a Coke dealer? Do you, do you have any other explanation of how it gets distributed all over the place? It it would explain how he goes so fast. <laughs> Think about it. He goes fast, doesn't have to pass, doesn't have to pass through customs. I mean, we're, we're worried about all these drug epidemics, and this man is willy-nilly going around house to house. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, me personally, because we know that old, fat, white guys are not in the hood. But right. when you do see them, you know that they are pushing something, and it's usually with bringing down the community. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that this guy is probably the reason why we have the epidemic, but I'm saying that someone should look into it. I think we should put top people on it. I agree. Top people. <laughs> top people. Uh, well, that was, um, that was fun. So, um, <laughs> I just, I've got this vision now. You know, <laughs> Santa just handed out dime bags. <laughs> Santa is the man trying to bring down the hood. Right, we're we're going to be doing a '70s exploitation movie, Santa in the Hood. <laughs> it's, it, it'll be actually, I think a better thing would be Let It Snow, because that would. <laughs> oh, oh my God! That's I'm standing now. Yay! <laughs> okay, and uh, I believe that would be the chief for the win. Um, Ring so, a yeah. ding ding. Well, I guess um, in closing, we realize that uh, you know people of all walks of life uh, may be listening to our show. At least I hope they're still listening to our show. Um, so, um, you know, with respect to those who may be a bit more sensitive, uh, please accept, with no obligation implied or implicit, 
my best wishes or our best wishes uh, for an environmentally conscious, socially responsible, low-stress, non-addictive, gender-neutral celebration of the winter, winter solstice holiday, practiced within the most enjoyable traditions of the religious persuasion of your choice, or secular practices of your choice, with respect to religious secular persuasions and or traditions of others, or their choice not to practice religious or secular traditions at all. I also wished you a financially successful, personally fulfilling, and medically uncomplicated recognition of the onset of the generally accepted calendar year 2018, but not without due respect for the calendars of choice of other cultures whose contributions to society have helped make America great. Not to imply that America is necessarily greater than any other country, nor that they're the only America in the Western Hemisphere. Also, this wish is made without regard to race, creed, color, age, physical disability, religious faith, or sexual preference of the wishes. And to everybody else, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.